Welcome to the This Week in Rays Baseball Podcast. Here's your host, Neil Solons. And welcome to our latest podcast, and we'll kick it off with what was obvious that became official, and that's that Chris Archer is going to be the opening day starter for the Rays, and that's among the things we'll chat about with Mark Topkin of the Tampa Bay Times. Topper, we knew it was coming, but it's still a big deal. It is a big deal, Neil, and you have to think about it in terms of, you know, first of all, only 30 guys get to do it in the big leagues. You have to think about the legacy of guys who've done it here. Yes, Chris Archer did it last year, but it was because Alex Cobb got hurt. He'd already been announced as the opening day starter, and they had to change their plans after Cobb uh, hurt his elbow. So I I think for Chris Archer, yes, it was obvious because of all the accomplishments he made last year. And, you know, the other guys, for the most part, you know, Smiley's coming back from injury, Moore's coming back from injury, Odorizzi also missed time with injury. So Archer was the obvious choice, but I think still an accomplishment. I think he's still proud of the fact that he earned it this time. And the other piece that I thought was interesting is you asked Kevin Cash about what was most impressive about Chris over the last year. And he said, yeah, his stuff is nice, but it's really what he does off the field and the way he treats his teammates. Yeah, and that's something that, you know, we probably take for granted as the media who cover the Rays because we see it so often and we see it every day and we always hear him talking about things and, you know, continue the tradition of James Shields and David Price. Chris Archer's the one out behind the cage when somebody's throwing batting practice behind the L screen with a pitcher. He's the one talking to other pitchers. He's the one leading other guys to watch their colleagues. So I think we see that all the time, but, you know, it does stand out how much Chris Archer is a team player, how much he does care about his teammates. And, and I thought, you know, the fact that Kevin Cash mentioned that was very significant. And speaking of teammates, I think two guys who have been extremely impressive during this camp are guys coming off injury in that rotation. And that would be left-handers Drew Smiley and Matt Moore. Is this the segment for the left-handed compliment? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I, I think both those guys have been very, very impressive. And, and, you know, arguably two of the best success stories of camp to this point anyway is how well Matt Moore's pitch picking up where he left off the end of last year. Both, again, not to get too esoteric here, but how well he's pitched, but the confidence. I think we all see him walking around with that confidence he used to have. He won 17 games. He made the All-Star team. It wasn't that long ago, 2013. And I think we're seeing him come back, and he very much wants to reclaim his spot among the lead pitchers. Drew Smiley's a guy we haven't ever seen for a full year. came over at the end of the previous season, 2014, traded for David Price, and he missed a big chunk of last year. But I think anybody who watches Drew Smiley pitch says that when he is on his game, he has the potential to be as dominant as almost anybody else there is. And certainly that could spell well for the 2016 season. You know, something that also could spell well is the race figuring out their lineup. And one of the pieces they're considering that we'll hear from a little bit later on is their MVP from a year ago, Logan Forsyth, hitting leadoff, possibly foreshadowing I see how you are very clever Uh, I I think Logan Forsyth is one of the people they're considering for the leadoff spot I've also uh, heard and and, you know heard some chatter about and talked to people about Steven Souza is a possibility Brad Miller's a possibility Brandon Geyer if they go the platoon situation when he plays against left-handed pitchers is a possibility so there's a number of ways to look at it and it's really very complex it's not just who's the best leadoff hitter but who fits best if they want to go righty lefty at the top because Longoria is going to hit third so then a righty would make more sense there's also an argument to go strong left-handed lefties one two and four and try to ambush some right-handed starting pitchers in the first inning and it even plays into who bats eighth and ninth because that lineup obviously circles around. And Mark, all these questions about the lineup with questions, too, about what roster cuts are potentially coming and what's coming to Cuba. And even though it's tentative, we did get a schedule involving Cuba that has De'Ron Verona in it, so we assume that we are going to see him there. 
I, I think so, and I think that makes a lot of sense, Neil. I think from the Rays' perspective, I mean, it's, it's kind of serendipitous for De'Ron Verona. He gets invited to big league camp, and the Rays get picked out of a hat to be the team that goes to Cuba, and, and he's going to get to go. I think it would be tough for the Rays not to bring him. It's a really heartwarming story, and you know, he left three years ago. We talked about this, you know, on a boat with his mom, went to Haiti first and got, you know, into the U.S., and got to sign up to play uh, in pro baseball. So it'll be really cool to see him go back. And, and I think, too, just, you know, well, that'll be a good part of it. I, I think we maybe don't really have a grasp yet for how much the fans there are going to be uh, fascinated with and, and idolize the, the Major League players. And just to get to see Major League players, you know, uh, on the island and playing a game there, I think that's going to be a really cool part of this. Yeah, I think the reaction during the game is going to be probably the most intriguing thing for all of us. And Kevin Cash has said that's what he's most looking forward to. Yeah, I mean, I think Kevin's made it very clear how excited he is about this trip. He made a comment uh, on Monday to, before the game against the Braves where he said that he, you know, it's too bad it's only two and a half days or so. I mean, it's going to be such a cool environment. And I think many of us have heard stories and seen footage of, of the fans, how passionate they are, how excited they get about the game. And it'll be kind of a, a really interesting cultural experience, a baseball experience. You know, there's some, some political overtones to it, obviously. And, and people, you know, certainly have their own and respect their own opinions on that. But just as far as, you know, this being kind of baseball diplomacy, just to get a chance to cover, it's going to be awesome. And in terms of spring training, I think Kevin also touched on it Monday. It kind of revives spring training. This is usually the period where you kind of get a lull. And here we have probably one of the greatest events, uh, you know, from an opportunity in spring training. First baseball team to go there since 1999. So it, it kind of comes at the perfect time. Yeah, and I think it will. And I think, you know, there definitely are some logistical issues. There are some scheduling issues. There are some hassles for the Rays, you know, some expenses, some, you know, just things that will impact their preparation for the season. But I think they are, you know, properly so willing to put all that aside realize this is great to go it's a great you know sign for major league baseball the u.s cuba relationship but as you say it will provide them kind of a great break i mean you get to the point of the spring training where you kind of everybody kind of knows what everybody has to say everybody knows everybody laughs i mean you, you kind of all hear the same thing and see the same thing and this will break it up for all those guys the only unique thing that happened this week and it involves a raised bullpen and we've got a couple interviews coming up regarding guys who could help the bullpen at some point this year but it's not with David Carpenter, and he recently came on board. It was a little bit of a surprise. It was, and, and you know, he uh, was let go by the Braves, and it sounds like you know, talking to him and talking to some Braves people that you know, they signed him early with the idea he'd be in their bullpen, and then things changed. They got some other guys. They made some trades. They got some younger guys, some prospects, and, and suddenly they realized they didn't have a job. So maybe they kind of gave him the raw end of the deal and that they told him they'd have a job for him, and it turned out they didn't, but then maybe they gave him a break by cutting him loose when they did early enough. And from what I understand, the Rays were happy to have him. Their initial reaction was, why is this guy available? And they, they checked out his background. They checked him out physically. They talked to people about him. And maybe it's just a th one of those things where he falls right into their lap. The fact that he signed a minor league deal allows the Rays some tremendous flexibility. He could be a guy that, you know, maybe doesn't make the team at the start of the year, but he goes and pitches at Durham, shows them he can handle some, you know, high leverage moments there. And then when they have a do, do have a need during the season or they want to make a change, He's right there for him. And I talked with Don Sutton and some others while we were in Orlando, and they all say he's an A-plus clubhouse guy, so kind of fits with the Rays' culture. Uh, we're going to see a whole lot of culture coming up in Cuba. Look forward to doing that. Before we get to that uh, roster, you every Sunday in the Tampa Bay Times take a look at the Rays' roster and questions, and you kept things close to status quo this week. 
Yeah, I still think that um, even with the addition of David Carpenter, I think something that's kind of been lurking in the back of my head and just talking to some scouts and things like that. And you know, the Rays may be in a position where as teams start cutting, making their other cuts, there's be some guys that are out of options that could force out of spots on other teams, and maybe they can pick up a little bit more experience late inning reliever. I mean, Steve Geltz and Danny Farquhar can do really good jobs for the Rays if they end up on the team at the start of the season. But, you know, that bullpen without Kevin Jepsen, who was there last year, without Jake McGee, who has been there obviously for a long time, you know, Brad Buckberg doesn't have a whole lot of experience and, and he's the closer now. Xavier Cedeno is really kind of the, the old man of the bullpen. He and Ryan Webb and neither one of those guys are really kind of those true veteran guys. So I don't know if it's a veteran guy they pick up or just somebody who at least has pitched for the last couple of years, you know, in a bullpen in some high leverage late inning situations. But I think that's a possibility. Otherwise, I think it's still pretty much status quo. The James Loney situation still has to resolve itself. You know, I did write a little bit in Sunday's Times about whether you know, raising the question, maybe the Rays would be better off keeping James Loney and dealing Logan Morrison. I mean, that maybe is the way you can look at it. There's other pieces that can go too, but there's a number of questions to be answered over these next couple of weeks. It's going to be very interesting. And if you haven't checked it out from the Sunday Tampa Bay Times, it certainly is worth a read. Mark, we'll see you in Cuba. Practice up on your flamenco dancing, Neil. And certainly work on my Spanish as well. That is Mark Topkin of the Tampa Bay Times. Now, one thing that he's been writing about, as we mentioned, the batting order. Logan Forsyth, now a legit candidate to hit leadoff, and I asked him about that. You know, I think it's something that we're just uh, trying out uh, so far. I mean, it's been a couple games, I think. Um, and I think the whole thing now is just to try to get them a routine, to try to just see, you know, how to approach and at bat, you know, coming from the leadoff spot, you know, starting the game. But... Um, it's, it's usually, I mean, that one at bat. Uh, after that, it, the game just kind of takes place like it takes place. But um, I think they're just trying to get me kind of reps there just to see if I like it or not. I know we're uh, exploring a lot of options with our lineup right now. and I mean, this is the time to do it. So, um, yeah, I mean, I don't think anything's set in stone or even close to being set in stone. So, you know, we'll see how it plays out. How good has the communication been? Because obviously, if they're wanting you to try something, they've got to sit down with you, talk about it, and make sure that you guys have an open conversation. Uh, absolutely. I mean, communication here is unbelievable, um, and I think it's huge for a ball club. So, um, you know, they, they're talking to me about, uh, like I said, nothing set in stone, but they're saying, you know, we're going to give you a couple spots or a couple games and leadoff spots. See if you like it, we're just going to kind of switch guys around. I mean, you've seen other guys being switched around, too, from the top to the bottom. So... Um, right now, I just think we're exploring options. And um, once we get closer to the end of spring, I think we'll get a little bit more definitive on where each guy will stand. And the fact of the matter is you have an organized strike zone, so no matter where you hit, it's probably going to benefit. Yeah, you know, um, you know, with the strike zone discipline and stuff like that, uh, you know, I've done pretty well in, in that area. But, um, you know, we have a lot of guys that are – the same way that C pitches well, you know, chase the ball out of the zone. I think we did pretty well as a team as a whole last year. Um, I mean, we've got a couple guys that can be in the top. But uh, right now, just kind of their thought process, we haven't elaborated on it too much. It's just, you know, throwing it out there. That's Logan Forsyth, who's had a solid spring. Now, one area also still to be determined that Mark and I discussed is the makeup of the bullpen. Danny Eveland is among those battling for a spot, and I asked the lefty what led him to sign with the Rays. I mean, first thing is I really trust my agent. You know, I've had been with the same agent since I was 17, 18 years old, whatever it was, and uh, so he really liked the idea of me landing here in Tampa. And then talking to some of the guys in the front office and talking to Kevin on the phone in the offseason, it, it pretty much made it a no-brainer for me you know with the other teams that we're looking I just really like the way things sounded here so pretty thrilled to be here 
Did you have friends or other guys who were represented by your agent who also had played here? Uh, James Shields is a good friend of mine. Uh, I hadn't even talked to him, but I know that he always loved his, his experience here. And I, I know that, you know, he talked about the way that they do the analytics and everything of their game here, you know, which really is what led me here more than anything, I'd say. How much had you used that in other organizations, and why do you buy in to analytics? I mean, realistically, I hadn't, hadn't had the opportunity to use it much, you know, I just kind of started to see it last year a little bit with Baltimore when they talked about spin rates and and things like that but they hadn't really gotten the idea of like how to use it you know and I knew that here in Tampa they had already kind of been using that and figuring out how how to make guys successful by using you know what what they have obviously you've been in a lot of different camps what have you thought of this camp so far and how has it lived up to maybe hopes expectations (laughs) yeah every camp's a little bit different you know with a different scene around the clubhouse but you know it's going really really well so far it's very laid back which I I like and uh, you know we got a great group of guys really young but you know everybody's ready to do their job is it kind of interesting for you being now really truly a veteran uh, especially in this clubhouse I mean there's some where you've got a lot of 36 37 38 year old where you still might be considered younger comparably speaking but here there's not a anyone over 30 even on the 40 man <laughs> it's definitely different you know last spring training I was in camp with the Red Sox and there was quite a few guys older than me you know and I, I kind of fit into the middle of the pack it felt like over there and then I got here and I'm oldest pitcher in camp and and you know service time wise I'm pretty close to the top as well you know it's it's a lot different but you know at the same time like I said these guys they're they're ready you know they're big league ready you've pitched in relief in camp but you've gone one plus innings how do you see yourself at this point what types of things do you hope to do to to stick with the Rays I mean realistically I feel like I can do whatever they want me to do is you know I, I try and keep myself open to, to different options I, if they want me to get a lefty out I can do that I mean if they want me to throw three or four innings you know as long as I'm prepared for it you know which it sounds like they want to stretch me out a little bit uh you know I'm pre- prepared for that role I did it at the end of last year you know in AAA I was throwing three and four innings at a time so you know and I obviously have plenty of starting experience so you know that's not an issue either I know that uh for you you've obviously latched onto a number of organizations at the big league level I would consider you have a tremendous amount of passion to be able to kind of survive as long as you have in the game how would you describe yourself uh, the way I like to say it is, uh, I just I'm not that good at anything else. You know, I mean, baseball is what I do, and it's what I know, and so I'm going to try and do it as long as I can. And you know, I'm happy to get to put a uniform on every day. You know, whether it is, you know, a AAA uniform or a big league uniform, you know, I'm happy to put a uniform on every day. You know, I still work my butt off to try and make sure I spend as much time as I can in the big leagues. But you know, at the end of the day, I get to play baseball. With all that you've experienced, is there a place that was uh, maybe not Nirvana, but the best place you had of the steps you went? Uh, I mean, I it's hard to really pick one. I've I've enjoyed myself every place I've played. I, I, I Oakland probably gave me my best opportunity. You know, when I was you know 25 with them, I was basically handed the ball in spring training, and and they didn't tell me at the time, but after spring they told me I was like you were going to make the rotation regardless, and I got to spend almost the entire season there. I went down for a couple weeks when I was really, really struggling with my command. Uh, but I still made, I made 29 starts that season in the big leagues. And so I got, I got a lot of appreciation for, for what Billy Bean did for me there that year. Uh, but, yeah, every, like I said, everybody's been pretty good to me. And I'm guessing your family's pretty good to to you, too, and has a pretty good understanding because they have to, to do what you've done. Yeah, for sure. My, my wife's a trooper. You know, we got two little kids and her, and they're back home in California right now. And, you know, it's not easy, especially now that they're both in school and they're going to do two different schools at two different times. And, 
you know, that's hard, but, you know, she's she's a champ. That's Dana Evelyn, one of several players vying for a spot in the Rays' bullpen. Now, Johnny Ventures won't be with the Rays' opening day, but he could be in the pen sometime this season. Ventures is trying to come back from his third Tommy John surgery, and after he threw his first bullpen this spring, I caught up with the hard-throwing lefty. Yeah, everything's been, been going as planned. Uh, arm feels good. I got to get off the mound yesterday for the first time in a, in a while, so... Um, I was excited with how it went. Arm felt good. Uh, surprisingly, I threw some strikes. I was a little worried it might be erratic, but uh, it went it went well and not really sore today, so I'm excited. You had what I would consider for you a normal offseason. Um, you threw off a mound in October. How much has that helped to have that to prepare? Uh, it was awesome. You know, like you said, it was my first kind of normal offseason in a couple of years, so um, being able to rest um, – hang out with my family and, and play with the boys was was definitely awesome. Helped me kind of regroup mentally and, and uh, get down here and get back to work. How has this training staff been? Um, you've got they, – they have a, a very good reputation throughout Major League Baseball. I can't say enough good stuff about uh, the, the training staff here. They've, they've gone above and beyond in my eyes to, for me um, to get me back on the field, and uh, I'm grateful for all the work they've put in and, and – uh, it's really been a blessing to, to, to be here and, and get to work with these guys because they really are, I feel like, you know, one of the best in the game. What has it meant to be back in a major league camp? Um, because last year when you did this, you signed late, you're on the minor league side, now you're with peers again. It feels good, man. I was I was nervous to get in here and, and get to meet all the guys, and it's kind of a new thing for me. But <clears throat> getting to be in the clubhouse and be, you know, kind of part of the team again, it's, it's been a – it's been a blessing. I'm grateful for the opportunities to be to be in the clubhouse with these guys. And there's some other guys who are going through maybe not what you're going through because this is your third Tommy John. But you know, you're, you've got Chase Whitley and Alex Cobb and Neil Wagner and Neil's been with you through much of this. How much does that help? And what's the camaraderie between the four of you? It's awesome, man. We got a good group, and uh, to be able to go through it with with other guys that are kind of you know going through the similar stuff you're going through. It's it's it makes it easier to to come in and do your work and see those guys and kind of. Um, we bounce how we feel off each other, and, and uh, um, I think it's, we have a pretty tight-knit group, and it's, it's fun to be a part of, and it's a good group of guys. Having thrown that first bullpen, I know there are still some hurdles to climb, yeah. but give an idea as to what the next steps are for you. Right, yeah, it was, it was a good feeling to get on the mound and, and get that under my belt. Um, and, you know, now I feel like it's time to, to start cranking it up and, and getting on the mound on a, on a regular basis and, and uh, building that up and stressing it a little differently and, hopefully start spinning some balls here soon and maybe throwing some change-ups and, and build up to getting to face hitters. You know, I don't know what the timetable is for that, but uh, hopefully it goes as planned and we can just build it up and, and, and uh, face some hitters pretty soon. I know, generally speaking, the Rays are good in terms of their training staff, almost with blinders on, not letting you know really what's next. But have you even looked to, hey, what it would be like to start facing hitters again? Uh, yeah, I mean, they are really good. They, You know, in the past I would have put a – a date on something and had that and maybe pushed through stuff where I shouldn't have and and uh, here it's kind of good. they go off through feel and, and and it's kind of a soft schedule so you can be adjusted and and yeah I've thought a lot about what it's going to be like to face hitters I think it'll be weird and uh, hopefully I can kind of it'll be like riding a bike and I can try to get some people out but uh, it should be a it'll be a little bit of a learning curve I think I'm assuming my stuff will be a little different and all that but I'm looking forward to it and in terms of just the the pitching staff here is also pretty well known 
have you have you got to know some of the guys fairly well and what's that been like in terms of trading information because they also have a rep for working with one another yeah the, I mean, the staff here is unbelievable I mean, you look around the room and see the quality of arms in this in this clubhouse it's very impressive and and uh yeah i'm i'm, I'm having a good time getting to know guys and <clears throat> getting to be a part of the team and and learn from from all the success that they've had. That's Johnny Venters, and we certainly wish him well on the comeback trail. Now, this Thursday, don't forget to join Dave and Andy. They'll have our latest Countdown to Opening Day show. Thanks for being part of our latest podcast. We'll speak with you soon.